All right, what's going on, people? It's your boy Mario of Woke Up a Rebel, and I'm bringing you today episode number 20 of Revelations Podcast. Today's episode is titled Gender Inequality Among Reggaeton and Latin Trap Producers. Now, the reason why this episode has been chosen for today specifically is because March is Women's History Month. And I want to take this time this month to highlight the voices of women in the music industry, not only in the Latin music industry, but beyond, you know, in pop music, hip hop, salsa, other genres, you know, where we don't really take the time to think, wow, like these, these are brilliant minds. Music is predominantly run overrun by men, right? And as you've noticed, the podcast so far has been themed Black History Month was in February, so a lot of the topics were surrounding black voices, the connections between African and Latino culture, and highlight, trying my best to highlight the similarities instead of pointing out the differences. As always, you know you can find the newsletter in your inboxes every single Monday if you are subscribed. If you are not subscribed, please head over to wokeuparebel.com. Go on the menu. You'll see that it says Woke Up a Rebel Newsletter. Click on that. You can read the newsletter there. If you feel it, hover over the Woke Up a Rebel newsletter icon again in the menu and you should see a drop down menu that gives you the option to subscribe. And if you subscribe, it's only to join the Woke Up a Rebel family and stay up to date with us with what we're doing. And the importance of subscribing to the newsletter slash blog is that the podcast is directly connected to it. So if you would like to read along about the topics in the podcast, you can do so by heading over to the blog page at wokeuparebel.com. Gender inequality among reggaeton and Latin trap producers. This is an article that I had written for a blog site not too long ago. And I just, I felt like it was a wasted opportunity to not have created a podcast episode about this topic. What I decided to do is I, I guess you can say for lack of a better term, I recycled the article, I recycled the blog post, and I decided to share it again because I felt like it's a very important blog. I put a lot of heart into this one because I feel like women should really be more appreciated, especially in the music business especially in the music production side of things. For the most part, you don't really see female music producers. You don't see women in the studio making beats, right? You mainly see women playing instruments or singing, right? They want to be the performer. They want to be in front of the camera, you know, and the glam. But we don't really hear about the women behind the beats. Unless you dig deep and let's say you're a music producer yourself, usually that's the only way you're going to find out about these names in music production like Wonder Girl, Eva Shaw, and a few others. And for some of you, you don't even know who those people are, right? So I just feel like it's very important to highlight these voices. These are women that are putting in the work. And I feel like women have to work twice or maybe three times harder than men just to get into those rooms, just to get in those circles where they can actually build a career for themselves in music production. Before we proceed, I just want to mention a music producer who I find super dope. Her name is Sarah the Instrumentalist. The reason why I feel like I needed to mention her before I got into the actual podcast is that she drops a beat literally every week. And the reason why I know this is because I search for music for the Woke Up a Rebel playlist on Spotify and I come across a beat by her every single week that she's dropping. And her music is really, really good. She makes music in, she makes like soulful, lo-fi, boom-bap, hip-hop music with, you know, a little bit of jazz, you know, but like she does it so tastefully. It's so dope. Highly recommend you look her up on YouTube, look up her music. Sarah, the ill instrumentalist, like ill, like she's good. 
All right, so shout out to her, Sarah the Instrumentalist. All right, so back to the topic. Gender inequality among reggaeton and Latin trap producers. I am writing from the perspective of a man who's simply trying to learn from and empower women's experiences and voices. So if I get something wrong or if you feel like I missed something, don't hesitate to hit me up at Woke Up a Rebel on Instagram. Just, you know, shoot me a DM or on Twitter. And if you're listening on YouTube, please make sure to subscribe, search for, and you have to actually add in the symbol, at Woke Up a Rebel TV. Search for this topic and leave something in the comments. You know, if you really want to share your thoughts, please be respectful at all times. Okay? We've all heard about how many male reggaeton music producers there are. We have a lot of talent making the hits that help people from all walks of life dance their problems away on dance floors all across the world from Looney Tunes to Tiny, Sky Rompiendo, and Subeloneo. These are some of the you know, top reggaeton producers in the game right now. Female producers are missing from the most popular Latin genres. Can we actually name one female music producer making reggaeton beats? I spent quite some time looking for female Latin urban producers. There are a few names that have collaborated with some of the industry's finest talents. What I noticed during my search is that there aren't many female producers who specialize in reggaeton or Latin trap. Is it possible that the misogynistic lyrical content in certain genres discourages women from producing? I sincerely hope not, given the number of female singers and rappers who have achieved parity with their male counterparts. Why aren't more female music producers collaborating with female artists like Farina, Paloma Mami, Carol G, and others who are at the top of the game, right? Like I said, I coming from the perspective of a male, maybe there are female producers working with these big superstar ladies. Let's start with Wonder Girl. She's a hip-hop music producer. In hip-hop, we have superstar producers like Wonder Girl from Brampton, Ontario. She has the ability to maintain her supremacy in the midst of male hitmakers. Travis Scott's Antidote. Drake's Fair Trade, Rihanna's Bitch Better Have My Money, and a host of others are among her many accomplishments. Trippy, eh? Homegirl from Brampton, Ontario made these beats, or had something to do with the production of these songs. And Wonder Girl's been making a name for herself, you know, like she's established in the music industry. So shout out to her, you know, like it's not easy, especially coming from up here. There's also Eva Shaw from Toronto, Canada, who's a producer that I think deserves a lot more recognition. Her beats are dope. Almost every song I've heard that she's featured in is a banger. She's performed at some of the world's biggest EDM festivals and clubs, but there is still so much room for other ladies who are on the come up, right? Like, honestly, look up Eva Shaw, very dope. So here are some stats that I found on Rolling Stone magazine. The number of women in music in top songs dipped even lower than in 2019, the study found. From 2019 to 2020, female artists fell from 22.5% to 20.2%. Female songwriters decreased from 14.4% to 12.9%. And female producers declined from 5% to just 2%. That's wild, right? Producing positions consistently showed the most lopsided annual figures of all the measurements in the study. And across the nine-year sample, when searching for female producers of color in particular, researchers found a 180 to 1 ratio of non-white female producers to white male producers. That's crazy, right? And why is that? Is that something, are, are there gatekeepers preventing women from, you know, having their beats heard by big name artists? Or is it that there just aren't that many female producers that want to take that route? When most women are asked how it is to work in a musical atmosphere with men, they always express the same feeling of being harassed, feeling, un feeling harassed, feeling uneasy and discriminated against. There's also that major issue about pay inequality in almost every job out there. Music producing roles are no exception. 
right? And it's crazy because we hear artists like Mariah Carey has produced some of her own music, but they don't get that recognition that, oh, you help produce, right? They're just like, oh, okay, they're rappers. Okay, let's uh, take this a little bit more global, talking about DJ Solange Romero. In EDM, the story isn't quite the same. This, in my opinion, is the scene that embraces the most women of any genre or subgenre. DJs like Solange Romero, Rosa Pistola, Mariana Bio, and a bunch of others are a part of the burgeoning EDM scene. DJ Ana, a Brazilian-born DJ producer who has been killing it in the techno scene for quite some time, is also included. I personally like DJ Ana's music. She has some crazy techno tracks. There's also artists like uh, the twin sisters Nervo out of Australia. They're big. They've made so many hits throughout the years. We got DJs like Julia Fox. We have Sydney Blue from Toronto who actually hosts some pretty dope parties in the summer. And yeah, like I, I could really say that uh, electronic music embraces women, embraces female producers, and yeah, I really give electronic music the you know the the standing ovation for that because it's not really a thing to discriminate against women in that scene. If I'm not mistaken, I am open to be wrong about that. Moving along, Chocolate Remix, aka Romina Bernardo, is a producer and artist from Argentina who has been active since 2013. She identifies as a lesbian artist who is pleased to be a part of her community. She fills a gap in reggaeton by empowering women and demonstrating that they can compete with men in the genre. Her lyrics are enough to make you blush because of how graphically she discusses how to please a lady. Lesbian reggaeton is what she calls it. With her songs, she stomps on machismo. In a world where women are continuously objectified by men, she believes that women should be able to celebrate themselves and that revealing their bodies and discussing sexual, sh sexual themes should not be considered taboo. She considers herself a member of reggaeton's burgeoning female movement. Throughout her music, she talks about fun stuff, but also meaningful lyrics to shed light on the reality of homophobia and gender violence. She is unquestionably a formidable lyrical opponent to almost any artist in the game right now doing it at the mainstream level. With a prominent female presence in the spotlight, we have made significant progress. However, not every young lady aspires to be the next Carol G, Farina, Kazu, or Becky G. Some people are probably fascinated by the production side of music. Although production equipment is more widely available these days, we cannot presume that it is inexpensive to all. Looney Tunes, the kings of the beats, are already here. No woman has yet ascended to the title of Queen of the Beats. And I say that with all due respect, not for, I'm not saying that there's a lack of trying. It's just that no one has really rose into that level in the Latin music world, the Latin urban music world. Producing music isn't typically a job that will put you on stage in front of a crowd of screaming fans singing your songs. But what if people were dancing to the beats you created and you made them feel something that no words could describe? I'd like to ask a question to the ladies who are reading or listening to this, or both. Do you ever wonder, how was that beat made? What is it about the baseline that makes me want to dance or makes me feel good? How can I get others to feel the same way I do when I listen to music, right? Some people have that innate desire to want others to feel the way they feel when they listen to music. They want people to feel that about their music that they're creating. Some of you ladies probably ask yourselves, how can I compose a song that sounds like my favorite 
artist or you know favorite song which is constantly played on my playlist don't be concerned with how much or how little you know about music production hey we were all there i was there you know what i mean i had no idea what to do at one point don't be concerned about what others may say reggaeton and latin trap are in desperate need of you and your inventiveness if you're in this situation and don't know where to begin here are some suggestions i've tested and suggested the following music creating software FL Studio or Fruity Loops, for those of you who go way, way back with it. You can use it on Mac or PC. It is user-friendly, affordable. Most reggaeton producers use this one and all other genres as well. But I'm, you know, I'm mainly talking about reggaeton because that's my main love in this life when it comes to music. Producers who use this particular software are Looney Tunes, who are the kings of the beats. DJ Blast, who is a legendary reggaeton producer. DJ Urba, also legendary. Vinyls. If you don't know who Vinyls is, Vinyls is a producer. I think he's his background is Dominican, but he's uh, based out of the U.S. He's produced hits for Drake, and he actually co-produced with Frank Dukes the song Imitadora, right? And that was a big track when it dropped. So shout-outs to them because that, that was a big tune, and they used Fruity Loops for the most part. Fruity Loops is actually the program where I got my introduction into music producing when I was like, what, 15, 16 years old? Then I moved on to Ableton Live, which is the next suggestion that I made here. Ableton Live, you can use it on Mac and PC as well. And although this is a bit more sophisticated, there are a lot of YouTube tutorials to get you started on how to use Ableton Live. This program comes with high quality stock sounds and instruments. You can really just use their factory sounds and they're just amazing. And I also shared a channel that can help you get started with uh, tutorials on Ableton Live. Producers that use this, Tiny, right? Superstar reggaeton producer. Skrillex, who is actually the person who I first saw using Ableton. And the music that Skrillex is able to make using that program is crazy. And pretty much almost all EDM producers use this software. If I'm not mistaken, Subeloneo, who are um, frequent Bad Bunny producers, I believe they also use this program. Next up, we got Logic Pro, which is a Mac-only program because it's a program that was created by Apple. And I guess I can compare it a little bit to GarageBand, except like on steroids. It's uh, user-friendly, lots of stock sounds and instruments to get you started. And I also provided a link for a deeper look at what could be the best for you, right? Choosing the right DAW. And a DAW is in the music production world what we call a digital audio workstation. So as I previously stated, there is currently no music production queen of reggaeton. Right? If you're listening to this, ladies, and you have had it in your heart that you want to start making beats, you want to get into music production, just do it. Honestly, what's stopping you? The work? The work is the fun part about it. Trust me. Here's a challenge. Do you think that the queen of reggaeton beats or the queen of Latin beats, Latin urban beats, could be from Toronto? Right? Are you out there? Are you out there, senorita? The queen of the beats? Fellas, if you're a music producer and you have the skill to be able to you know, show somebody how to learn how to make beats and you got ladies around you who are interested, show them how to use it, you know, be, make yourself available, share that knowledge, share that skill, share that gift that you have of being able to take what's from your soul and interpret it into a song and, you know, generate this, this product that comes from you, from your most inner being. But we also got to make sure that, you know, we're looking out for people that are being serious about it. I've had a few instances where I've offered up my services to teach uh, music production and I, it's like it wasn't important enough for them to 
you know, follow through with the task of just simply showing up. You know, showing up is the most important thing to do with anything is just show up. Right. But it has not discouraged me. You know, like if you personally know me and you would like to learn how to make beats, by all means, hit me up. You know, let's just be respectful and let's be professional about it. And who knows? I mean, I could show you the tools. I can show you how to navigate through the program because I use Ableton Live and the rest is up to you, you know, to flourish. All right. So that's it for this week. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Revelations Podcast, where we discussed some of the points about the gender inequality in reggaeton and Latin trap, or amongst reggaeton and Latin trap producers. Join me next week for another episode of the podcast, where we will be discussing some cool stuff. Make sure you check your inboxes every Monday for the newsletter that goes along with the following week's Revelations Podcast episode. I was your host, Mario. I woke up a rebel. Hopefully you stay safe. Have a great week. Stay positive. Chase your dreams, people. We only get one chance at this life and make every day count. Take it easy.